Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hey, Freedom Sisters and listeners, thank you for joining me today. And you, you, guess what? We kicked off the John Muir Relay Challenge. We have been planning this as a team for, man, at least a year and a half. And I'm happy to report to you that Team One returned from their leg of the John Muir Trail yesterday. Team two took off today, and then we have three more teams waiting in the wings. It is amazing to think of the sheer capacity of energy and life and prayer and fundraising and all all of these things that have gone toward the John Muir Relay Challenge, the first of its kind. And we're pretty excited about just following along in the journey. If you're not following us on Instagram and Facebook, please do, because you'll see lots of sound bites about what's going on in the John Muir Trail. I also want to encourage you to listen to Ruth Willett's podcast. She made a prayer podcast specifically for the ladies on the John Muir Trail. We have hundreds of people that are committed to praying for these ladies. And I'd like to invite you into that very specific prayer time for the cause, for the ministry, for the women and the children all over the world, and for the women whose steps matter. So I invite you to listen to Ruth's podcast. You'll be inspired and pray along with us. If you don't know about the Freedom Challenge and what our mission is, we do good by helping enslaved women and children, and we do more than you ever thought physically possible. So you imagine women backpacking through the John Muir Trail. That is a lot of physical output. And then we do it together with women who have a heart for a hurting world. I invite you into this mission. I'm thankful that you're here with us today for this really special podcast. And this month, we've been talking about the do more than you ever thought physically possible. Very apropos during a challenge because these women are laying it out there. So we've been focusing on health and the capabilities of our body And last episode, I interviewed Octavia Lewis. She is the founder of the Fitness Soldier. I don't know if I said it as cool as she does, but um, she shared with me about just this connection between the body and the soul and also some health tips. So go check it out. She is a fabulous communicator and I benefited greatly from our time together. But in this episode, I'm joined by Raylene Thomas. Now, you've heard from Raylene before because I interviewed her, I think, earlier this year as we talked about uh, Kathy Anderson and the vision of the Freedom Challenge and also my friend Martha Porcelli. And so they are here to share their personal stories of transformation along with some encouragement along the way. So both of these women have experienced tremendous physical, emotional, um, soul realm transformation, and it has been amazing to be a part of seeing this. I'm so inspired by them, so I've asked them to be with us to continue our conversation about this piece. So ladies, welcome. I have history with both of you. I'm so glad you're here. And maybe just one at a time, you can share a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, your passions, what you love, and uh, who you care about. Raylene, why don't you start us off? Sure, I'll start off. Uh, Boy, my passions, they've changed over the years since I've grown a little bit more understanding uh, how I'm created, why I'm created, and uh, what to do about that. And the Freedom mm. Challenge has been, uh, has been, I don't even know, 
it, it has created um, a fire within me, a passion to um, use my vessel that God gave me to bless him and bless others. So um, I have three children. They're all grown. And I was um, raising them as I was raised. And when I was raised, um, I was thought, my family thought, you work hard. And um, once you finish working hard, you retire. And then you get to sit down. In my mind, that was what you do. You just work really hard and you get to retire. And then um, it's over. So um I met Kathy Anderson, and she, of course, introduced me to the Freedom Challenge, and um, she was a little bit older than I am, and she said, uh, no, we don't sit down. We use our bodies, and we grow stronger as we get older, and um, we were created in God's image, so our bodies are good, and we get out there and get it done. So for me, that was a big switch in the way I was raised. And I think we're all um, deeply rooted in how we were raised. We feel that's right. So that um, that has been a switch. I see my kids looking at me in awe, like, I'm going to go hike a mountain now. And they're like, wait a minute. My daughter actually said, Mom, what are you doing? You don't do that. So overall, I think the biggest switch for me was the fact that um, understanding that our bodies are created to um, bless and honor God and glorify him. And uh, movement is part of that. So I think um, that's that's kind of where I'm at in this big realm of who I thought I was. And now I'm becoming who I was created to be. I love that, Raylene. And you're actually a health coach. Yes. And so finding this freedom in my own, this freedom and passion in my own health, I honestly look at other women my age. I'm in my uh, 60th year. I'm almost 60. And I look at other women and they're where I was. They're looking like, let's, um, let's just quit. I've worked really hard. And so I have a, an encourager spirit and uh, deep down a cheerleader. So, and I'm passionate about health and glorifying God. So watch out. I appreciate so much your journey, and um, I've learned so much from you just by watching what you've done. You've taught me things. You've given me literature to read, and I'm I'm I've been the benefactor of your personal growth over the last few years. So I'm really grateful for that. Now, Martha, share a little bit about yourself and your passions. You know the things that you care most and deeply about with our listeners. Hi, everyone. Uh, Raylene, you're an inspiration. Loved hearing a little bit about you. So I'm a San Diego native, born and raised. I love it here. I'm Italian and Mexican-American, first generation on my mother's side who immigrated at the age of five. Family is very important to me, as you can tell with the cultural background, a lot of close-knitness with Mexican and Italian heritage. Um, I have two brothers. And I have a re very rewarding career as a CPA at a large high-tech company here in San Diego, which has offered me the opportunity to travel the world. Um, I love traveling, exploring new places and cultures and meeting new people most of all. In my free time, I enjoy spending quality time with friends, hiking, stand-up paddle boarding, traveling. And another passion of mine is music. Uh, I enjoy singing and I've been involved in worship teens, uh, since I was a teenager. Mm. You're a remarkable person, Martha. Don't you have a puppy too? I do. That's a new oh, passion, a COVID yeah. puppy. I got her in October. Her yeah. name is Nala. She's a Shih Tzu, uh, my mm. little lion. You got to be careful how you say that, right? <laughs> don't say don't say it three times, you know, real quick. <laughs> um, I kid. Um, well, I have also, Martha, just been able to be on the front row seat of your journey and so inspired. It's been so fun to be a part. And mm -hmm. so thank you for saying yes to being on the podcast. 
So you both have amazing stories and lessons you've learned about the body and the soul connection. And we want to hear a little bit more about what those layers actually look like within your story. So just just share a brief overview and how did you start on this journey of wellness? What did it look like? And crack that open for us. Sounds good. You want me to go first, Raylene? Sure. Go ahead, Martha. Sure. Um, Well, I've been overweight probably like most of my life. I want to say maybe since that I can remember like looking back at photos since like fifth grade uh, into my adult life until I finally changed this in 2018, 2019. Um, And I think a little bit of the catalyst was in 2018, I had been doing some healing work and I had identified losing weight as an area that I could grow that would increase my confidence. Um, One month later, I started my journey with Optavia. I would say like with that, knowing your why is so critical. Uh, Some of the things that I was looking back over my journals and my why included to lose weight, be healthier, reduce the risk for disease, things I saw unfolding in my parents' life, have more energy, prepare for health, for the future that I want to be a wife and a mother one day, do more things that I thought I couldn't not do because I was overweight. For example, more adventures hiking and doing a 5K both of which I've now done. So now I'm keeping uh, working on keeping my uh, why in focus on the daily choices for my health. The pandemic definitely challenged me mm-hmm. and I began to come up with excuses for why not choosing my health first. It's a continual choice. You mm-hmm. don't just arrive one day and stop having to make healthy choices on a daily basis. It's a lifetime, but it's worth it. Mm, that's good. How about you, Raylene? Oh, I love that, Martha. I um, talk with my clients and they share their why with me. And I love it because in the beginning, their why is, I just need to lose this weight. And what happens is you don't realize um, your why will change as you uh, Mm. learn and grow. And not only your body becomes healthier, your mindset becomes healthier. And then you walk into that weight loss brings you to a point that you can experience more things in life. And that becomes your why. And yeah. I tell my clients, my why is so I can be on vacation. And when someone says, let's rent bikes, I can say, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just, oh, darn, I wish I would have lost that weight so I could ride those bikes. So, um, I, Martha, that's just, it's great to hear your victory over that and the mm-hmm. understanding that it's your mindset, that um, when you grow in health in your mindset, your physical follows. I love that. So for me, I was the same, battled my weight for, seems like forever, and um, didn't realize that the weight I was carrying was more in my mental game than on my physical body. And then um, the same started my program and um, I was in the same place Martha was talking about disease. I have women in my family that always end up obese because you remember we think that we should work and then sit down. But um, so that was losing loved ones, um, really um, just the way that the world affects our bodies when we don't um, take good care of them. Um, It just really hit me that if I wanted to be around longer and uh, my why is to be here when I have grandchildren, that hasn't happened yet, but I plan on being the grandmother that runs in place. So there's my why. So um, I just feel like uh, looking back at, it was deep seated in me that if you were skinny, then you were acceptable Mm -hmm. to the world Mm -hmm. and that um, you are more likable. And when it comes down to it, um, it's been a long journey to learn that um, once I'm, I'm, I'm looking towards Jesus as the person I'm trying to please instead of people, then I understood that my body is good the way it is. 
and that um, once I understand that it's good, then I treat it well, I feed it well, and I move it well. And then in return, I'm able to do more and (laughs) do more, do good, and do well for others. And, um, And I really just know that God has a plan for me. He created me. And I look at Ephesians 2.10, where it says, we're God's handiwork. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we don't know what those things are, but I am now focused on um, being sure that my vessel's ready for whatever that is that he created me to do. This is so compelling, this idea of knowing and understanding your why, ladies. And um, I think about my why and my little earth suit. That's what I call my body. (laughs) It houses my little earth suit houses some pretty precious treasures. My mind, will and emotion, my soul, my spirit, the eternal part of me. And sometimes it feels like we kind of chop that up as believers and just kind of like one is more important than the other. And so for me, my why is my body being whole and um, physically well to the best of my ability is allowing this little earth suit to carry um, my soul and my spirit through life for my call. And mm-hmm. so it really does change how you look at the physical, you're in physical engagement when you have a why. And um, I appreciate the way that you've articulated that and how you've come to, to find that body, soul, and spirit, God is a triune God. He made us triune beings and engaging physically and staying well is a part of a spiritual journey that's very important. So maybe just a little bit more of how you've come to understand that and like real reality, like how has that um, transformed your personal journey? We have a conflict, I feel like, between our health goals and satisfying our instincts, the flesh, right? Um, We have to choose either to create health in our lives or to stay as we are. Um, I look back and I said, I made this decision in 2018 to choose to improve my health and my life. I believe some of the growth work and healing I had done prior to starting my weight loss journey allowed me to overcome a lot of negative body image and shame that I had felt with the way that I looked and my self-worth. I had taken LoveWorks with the Howards in the fall of 2018. um, And I was looking back at some of my journals from that time and I found the following entry. Despite my failures in the areas I struggle with, including overeating, not exercising, self-loathing, not caring for my physical being, and low self-esteem, God comes time after time with his arms wide open to love me, to hug me, to hold me, to tell me I'm his daughter. He comes like a flood with his love in the midst of my sin. You wash over me in your love, Jesus. God was changing my mindset and telling me that I lack nothing in him. He wanted me to see my identity in Christ as a daughter, as beautiful, as safe and secure, cherished, chosen, the apple of his eye. He gave me the scripture, 2 Timothy 1.7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So good. You know, it's it's just the way Martha brought up the the topic of shame. And uh, I searched for so long to find a motivation to, um, you know, in my mind, get the weight off. And Mm -hmm. shame was my motivation, disappointment in myself and um, speaking. Um, and I say it's my mean girl myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was the mean girl in my own head, speaking yes. negative to myself. And um, now I look back and understand that I was trying to motivate myself into action. 
So, and I saw a, a meme the other day that says you, you can't hate yourself skinny. It's mm. just, it never works to motivate yourself with hate. So I just, that hits my heart and, and your vulnerability, Martha, to just share with us where you came to the Lord mm. and understood mm-hmm. um, his love for you. That that is where it starts is that at, he created your body and he doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So that's where um, that foundation of we are good and he created us good. Um, but personally, mm-hmm. I spent many years in shame trying to motivate myself that way and trying to measure up and compare to other women. So um, I think when we go uh, and look for that, uh, not in the vertical sense, looking up to God and seeking what he has for us, if we're looking horizontal to other people to tell us what it is we're supposed to be doing, um, that's where my mean girl would come in. <laughs> so um, it's, it's the heart of the father for us that sees us perfectly and created us um, in his image. And the growth happened for me over time. And one of just a really practical thing was I used to think that exercise was the answer and beat myself up that Mm -hmm. I never exercised enough. I didn't do it right. I didn't look like anyone else. Um, And I have transferred my mindset to um, exercises where I meet the Lord. I say to him when I walk outside, um, I'm going for a walk. I know you have things to show me and they're gifts and they're just for me. So I'm going to go out and um, exercise for my soul, exercise for my mental game. I'm not counting the miles. I'm not counting how fast. And so then when I walk out and I see something in in nature that God created, I think I asked him to show me. So it's a gift from him. He's shown me. And in the meantime, I'm in movement and I'm Mm -hmm. celebrating what my body can do, not being disappointed in what it can't do. A couple of things you, a couple of things you said that I want to highlight, like you can't hate yourself skinny. Is that what you said? Yes. Wow. I think there's such a fixation in our culture across the board, well, Western culture of, you know, skinny, right? Skinny, 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 not um, healthy, whole, strong. And this mindset shifting that you ladies are talking about is so good. It's counterculture. It's going to take the Holy Spirit for us to shift. And even just this very practical um, mindset shift that you've offered here, Raylene, to say, I'm, I'm going out expecting God to talk to me and show me something. Now, I'm going to be taking that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So, so good. Um, so I know along the journey, nothing is um, as clean and tidy as we have it looking on social media, none of us, right? Um, And so sometimes we're looking at these journeys of people and their life and transformation and we can say, oh, that was so easy. Look at them. There's the the story. There's the cherry on the top. And um, I would really be grateful if you all just let us in on some of the very practical obstacles. And you've shared a few of those already, but, and challenges that you've faced and maybe still are facing today in this journey of wellness and wholeness. Definitely. Um, I think they call it the COVID-20 or whatever, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which sounds like an excuse, but uh, 2020 and the pandemic was a tough one uh, for everybody in so many areas of life. I mean, for me, uh, I recently lost my father in February of 2021 after a struggle with Alzheimer's, diabetes, and heart disease for the last like seven plus years. And ultimately, he caught COVID at his memory care center, which we moved him into at the start of the pandemic. Uh, so we really only saw him like six times the last year of his life. So that that was tough, really rough to walk out. 
Um, and then recently we got another blow just last week uh, when my mother has also been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and like, mm. that's a hard one to face when you just lost a parent to that same disease and walked, you know, saw the, how degrading it was to them and how they weren't there anymore. But um, it's, it's rough. So life comes with plenty of challenges and struggles yeah. and it's easy to go back to the unhealthy choices. That's the easy choice, right? Uh, ways of living that you've done, you know, that I've done so many years of how I cope um, and deal with stress. And, you know, a lot of the health journey is identifying those, right? Journaling about them, like, okay, well, what do I do when I'm, you know, not mindful, uh, when I'm stressed, when I'm, you know, you fill in the blank. Um, there's a quote that I just love from uh, the Habits of Health book that's part of the Optavia journey. And it says, uh, because the real power of choice is not doing the things that are easy and enjoyable, but in doing things that are strategically critical to our goal. Every day I have a choice to choose my health by making small, doable choices that support my health. I mean, it was as simple as that, you know, what am I going to do, you know, in this moment? Do I really need that thing that I know is unhealthy? Um, but also allowing yourself the room for that and knowing, but I think, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of that stuff added up for people, you know, it's like, oh, here I go down this like journey of things and, and paths and ways that we cope that are not healthy. Um, so I, I'm currently working on getting rid of the COVID-20 um, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of picking uh, myself back up and, and remembering my why. So good and so real. And, you know, Martha, you and I have something that we share in common that we both lost our fathers during the pandemic. And we both gained a few pounds. (laughs) And it's interesting because even in that, I remember just feeling this sense of like, and it's a mindset, right? It was almost like I felt part of just grieving and entering in was being comforted. And Mm. so there was this moment where I went, you know, within rain, I'm going to be okay putting on a few extra pounds because my soul, my heart is broken. And then there was this moment, just like you right now, where I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to get back. And it was a choice I made. It wasn't one of, you know, you, you lose or you gain some weight or you're weak, or it was just more like, well, I need to go do some challenges and I probably want to carry a little less weight up these mountains. And so railing was very helpful in helping me get some of that off. And I feel great, but there's such a place of grace that Um, and self-acceptance. And I'm loving hearing that in you, just recognizing, Mm -hmm. you know, what we went through. I went through it, you went through it and embracing that and then going, all right, let's move forward. And um, I'm I'm grateful to hear like more of the real story behind some of this, because it is, we go up, we go down, we have hard times. And I'm really sorry to hear about your mom too. That's, it's, that's going to be another journey. So, yep. Um, Raylene, what would you say about, um, just kind of the real obstacles and challenges that you're still facing? Yeah, I think, um, for me, I still struggle with the dialogue in my head and, um, you know, it's, it, it, I go back to, I saw something the other day that said, our words carry weight and, I think that mm-hmm. can be <laughs> like twofold. <laughs> like you can um, just shame yourself, and um, and and it does put weight on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, it's the way that I talk to myself, the way I treat myself, and mm-hmm. um, so I. I'm thinking uh, just this past week about how we really care for others. I'm um, empathetic and an encourager and I care for people. Well, that's my thing. But when it comes to caring for myself, not so much. So if I make a promise to someone, it's really important to me that I follow through. But to myself, the promises I make to myself, I break all the time. So um, I think as far as my health and following through with what I know I need to do, I need to move forward with the same integrity 
and keep promises to myself. Mm. Um, even so far as taking that walk and saying, I'm going to go out and meet with the Lord and I'm going to see what he has for me because it's good and it's good for me and overcoming the emotion or feeling. And that's what we say when, when we talk with our clients is, you know, don't wait till you feel like it because feelings follow action. You need to take action. So, um, for me, that's where I sit is that I need to stay in that place of, um, mostly as a health coach, taking my own advice uh-huh. yep. <laughs> because I will care for others and help them through their situations, but then not so much honoring what's good for me. And, um, that's kind of that. I mean, personally, that an honest reflection of what my struggle is mm-hmm. and, um, and keeping an eye on your why and being reminded Uh, One exercise I do is that I think, um, what does my future self look like? Uh, And I made a list. So I need to go back to that and um, reference it. My goal was if someone called me at nine o'clock in the morning and I didn't answer, they automatically, if they knew me, they'd think I was out for a walk. That was the kind of person I wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. I'm creating that and the thing I love the most is that person, my future person, is the one cheering for me the most. Mm. Isn't it so true of humans, right? We we just have lots of lots of good advice <laughs> or <laughs> good compassion, but somehow it doesn't hit our own souls. So that's it's a good reminder and a good check-in. Now, both of your stories are so phenomenal, and I can't I want to, we're going to put some of your pictures up and so people can see you and um, what, what God has done in your own journey and what you've accomplished, but share about the victories and the lessons and encourage us. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, a victory for me was a big shift of my mindset on this journey that helped bring the victory. Um, I shifted from trying to problem solve my weight issue to the desired outcome Raylene kind of hit about that. Like what is my future self? So I think that's a lot of what, you know, what does it look like when I'm at my goal when, you know, what will I feel like? What will I be able to do? Uh, Focus on creating health and taking the action to bring about what I really truly wanted. Uh, I mean, I remember praying prayers to God, like, Oh, just help me to lose weight, Lord. I just want to be healthy. And then not being able to move forward, you know, and I tried a lot of things over the years. Um, Along with this victory came other victories and my desires of, of wanting to do more physical activities, to be more energized and reduce my uh, risk of disease. I mean, really like looking at my dad's life and all of the struggles that he had. It's like, I need to position myself to not be in that same place. You know, I, I do have, you know, risk there genetically. Um, so I, I learned a lot of lessons on the journey. And one of them is that as I have chosen my health, my life has become a testament to others that they can too do what I did. I mean, I have had a several friends, coworkers, family members who have started their own health journeys. Like, what did you do, Martha? How did you do this? I mean, people are always just in awe of like, how are you making those difficult choices? I remember talking to my health coach and I was like, I can't start now. It's like, it's the end of October. Like it's Thanksgiving in like a couple of weeks, like, what am I going to do? Like, it's just, it's never the right time, right? Like, it's like, there will always be choices in life. So it's not like there's going to be this magic moment where it's like, yeah, I can dedicate the next six months to eating healthily because there won't be a birthday party or a, or a holiday or a thing, right? That's like, you can do it. I mean, I think the first week I threw that, like I had worked on a project at work for like two weeks and we had like a go live celebration, right? It was a happy hour and food and I'm hosting this thing and I'm having a salad with chicken and like, uh, Pellegrino and lime. And I ran around and had a great time, but it was like, it's just like, I was like, who am I? How am I like, wow. It was pretty amazing to see myself gain those victories of saying like, you know, I don't have to indulge at Thanksgiving and Christmas and those are different ways of celebrating than in food, which I grew up doing being Mexican and Italian. And, you know, that was a, like, it's like food is part of celebration. Um, but you know, it's like walking into this freedom has just opened up so much more for me that 
you, you keep, you know, once you get there, it's like, oh, I, I know that's what I want. I know I want to keep choosing that. So good. Raylene? Yeah. I love it. I'm just sitting here. I'm like fist pump as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yes. And that's, that is victory. And that is freedom. And, yes. um, so many things. And the first step to any of that is raising your level of awareness of your responses to things, your triggers. And um, for me, that's where the freedom comes in is that same growth and mindset. And it shows up in um even in small places like the grocery store, mm -hmm. I feel so much freedom in the grocery store because I know the things I need to buy. And if you've ever done a health program, they're on the outside of the store. You just go on yeah. the outside of the store. You don't go in the middle. <laughs> and, but there's freedom in that. There's freedom in everyday life when you do understand that um, you being healthy benefits other people and yes. that is freedom and uh what we've what i've learned and what i try to get across to my clients is that you need to live for what matters most and i can say i had a time in my life where food mattered most mm -hmm. it was the reward it was the celebration it was the comfort it was all those things um but when you're challenged to get your Pellegrino water and look in the face of the people that matter the most and just ask them more questions and stay engaged instead of eyeing <laughs> the buffet table, <laughs> I mean, to be brutally honest, <laughs> it's yeah, more yeah. fulfilling. And that's where that freedom comes from. And the growth in the mindset, um, that's a little more serious freedom as far as understanding that. Um, once your body starts moving and the things you can do, just like Martha said, it's not just a number on the scale. It's it's not what you lose. It's what you gain. Totally. So um, I think then when you find out and you understand that your good health benefits other people, that's where the freedom comes in. And I'm telling you, with the freedom challenge, if your body is free, you're free to do a freedom challenge and free other people. I think what I hear in both of you is this, and I and I know to be true because I've watched your story, but I'd love to hear more from you, is the value of other women and people in your story. Um, we do better when we invite people in to what we're doing. And just even the curiosity that people have had with both of you or you know, why, how, why are you doing this? Or what does this look like? How, how valuable has other people and, and, and being in your journeys been for you? Definitely. I had a Raylene in my life. Um, the transformation isn't something you can do alone. I don't think, I mean, you, you'll probably fail. Um, I had a health coach uh, named Nicole who walked through my journey with me, you know, encouraging me along every step, along every goal and every, you know, failure as well. And it's, it's valuable to be vulnerable and honest with yourself, you know, and sharing, sharing with others and, and find women to walk alongside you. When you do this, you realize you're not alone in your struggles and your trials. You know, sometimes I think it's easy to like believe these lies, like I'm the only person that's, you know, X, Y, Z, right. Struggling with weight in this way or health in this way. Um, as I've participated in uh, Freedom Challenge events, I have met the most amazing women who have encouraged me and blessed me so much. It's truly a sisterhood. I, I think I have many more encouraging coaches from women that I've met in, in participating in challenges. Yeah, I think um, community is really important and transparency. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I was. Um, as far as my weight loss journey, when I lost 25 pounds, I felt like, okay, everybody needs to feel like this. Mm -hmm. And I need to um, share this with everyone. But like Tracy said, people notice 
They want to know, okay, why do you feel so good? And just asking questions of other people, um, understanding where they're at and meeting them where they're at and giving them hope that they don't have to stay there. Mm. So that is part of um, what I, I mean, what I enjoy most about what I do is the fact that I can listen to someone and not feel sad for them because the more they say they're stuck, the more I'm excited because they don't have to be. Mm. So that is my passion. But when um, I have, and I have so many stories of uh, people that have been freed from, mm. um, you know, that burden of a heavy mindset. And um, it all starts with the willingness. I think that's, that's just it, the willingness. And I had said to a client that I'm willing to meet her wherever she's at. And the next week she said to me, you know what I realized? I need to be willing to meet me where I'm at. And it's like, yes, taking responsibility for where you're at, being um, willing to be aware of what it takes to get to the place where you want to be and to do the work, that's growth. And I would say that's what happened with me. I mean, I'm similar to what Tracy was in the beginning with your cheer shoes, Tracy. Like if I, if I, walk a mile can I eat french fries that's I you know (laughs) (laughs) that's what that was my mindset and I know you're looking for okay how were people uh what value is this actually living out loud and that's what we say in the Optavia world is live out loud be healthy Mm -hmm. and live out loud and it inspires people Mm -hmm. and I started out wanting to encourage people because I'm an encourager but now I want to empower people. Mm. I, I'm not going to be with them right alongside them to encourage them forever. They need to be empowered to take That's that, right. you know, to, to take their own steps to um, mm. see that thing. Like Martha said, to see what they desire and have that pull them through. So that, um, you know, this shine your light. Stuff. Yeah. This is such good stuff, friends. <laughs> so the thing about the freedom challenge, and we'll just kind of wrap up our time a little bit with this because you're both a part of this amazing sisterhood. Um, and I always say about the freedom challenge, unless you go, you don't know. There's just something that happens in your soul out in True. those places of nature where you're just being stretched and taxed and wrecked and all of that, that just creates such a sweet spot, such a, a place of growth. And the thing about the Freedom Challenge, we've tried very hard to make sure that it is not pegged as a physically elite um, ministry. This is a this is a ministry for athletes. If that was the case, I if we well we can all just laugh the fact that I, I am the director. <laughs> well, we can just all <laughs> laugh that I'm the director of the Freedom Challenge, which makes it even that much more funny. It's about cause and mission and sisterhood and and what's happening in you and through you to the world. There's such a dual function of um of in you and then through you. But um you know, we've had older people that you know, come. I think we've had people in their early 80s even. So this is not for the physical, physically elite. Matter of fact, our symbol is this butterfly, which signifies sort of this becoming and this transforming. And um, you've both been a part of challenges. So would you talk a little bit about your experience? What Um, how were you inspired? How did this help you grow in your actual process of wellness? And maybe those that are listening that have never participated in the Freedom Challenge or just learning could hear from your testimony of how this played alongside your whole journey. Absolutely. I can get started here. I did my first Freedom Challenge in 2019 at Mount Hood. It was just amazing. I I know I was I signed up in trepidation. Like, what did I just sign up for? Can I do this? I was pretty nervous. Uh, lots of training and preparation went into that by exploring a lot of hikes here in San Diego. And I just kept surprising myself at every training climb on doing things I never thought I physically could do. And I, oh, wow, look at how many feet I just did. And, you know, just continuing to grow and be in awe of that. And you really, yeah, I mean, 
I wasn't a hiker. You know, it was a new thing. And uh, it incur freedom challenges encouraged me to set my sights on even more challenging things. So into after after that, I was like, I want to do more. And in 2020, I, I participated in the, I think the only event in 2020, the regional yeah. snowshoe challenge in Colorado, uh, which was a challenge on a lot of levels. So being a San Diego native, I, I haven't spent too much time in the snow, let alone doing a hike in the snow. <laughs> and I had never been snowshoeing before in my life. Uh, so I was like, let's go sign me up. And, you know, I'm la landing in a snowstorm trying to get up the mountain not really realizing I needed to acclimate a little bit, you know, so there was challenges at every step. Uh, I even got a little altitude sickness at the end of the hike. So I made it, you know, with through the climb, but I definitely mm. took a, took a beating there at the end, but I learned so much. And uh, I look back at that time and um, the time at Mount Hood and the amazing godly women I've met on this journey and the physical challenges completed. And I'm just in awe of what God can do in me. Um, and then earlier this year, uh, in about, I think it was May of 2021, we had the Mount Baldy regional California challenge. So back at it, um, I didn't realize how much I had missed the amazing camaraderie with like men minded women and the freedom challenge has brought into my life. So it was so good to get back out on the mountain to just be together for a purpose and, um, challenge myself again. And that was great. Cause it was like, okay, you better get ready for this. I was like signed up for intermediate. I'm like, can I do this? You know, even though I'd probably done harder things and, you know, I maybe could have tried to actually do the advanced team, but I, I didn't sign up for that, but it was so good to, mm. uh, get back out there mm -hmm. this year. You add so much value, Martha. I, um, on that particular challenge, I had hurt my foot so oh, that was yeah. very sad. I've had lots of physical challenges oh. this year that have kept me from challenges. And maybe that's my challenge is accepting limits, right? But I, you add so much value to this sisterhood. And um, I just love having you around. And uh, there's, uh, again, you, you said it. It's just this energy that happens when you're with your like-minded sisters around a common um, good, which is biblical justice. So thank you for your contribution. And um, Raylene, share a little bit about your journey. <laughs> okay, I will. Martha, I love to hear that because it's such a common thread of um, that connection we have with our freedom climb, or I'm sorry, freedom challenge sisters, because um, it I have so many women that I keep in touch with and I haven't done um, a challenge in quite a while. And I am part of the prayer team and still very involved with the Freedom Challenge. But I can remember a moment on Mount Baldy as a training hike. Um, <laughs> Tracy laughed. I, um, I was in tears. Um, I am one of the slower hikers. And I bought, when I went to buy my jacket, when we were going to hike the seven summits in Colorado, the 14ers, I bought the brightest, pinkest jacket I could find because I am always in the back and I didn't want anybody to lose me because I felt like everyone would go ahead of me and I would be lost. So, which wouldn't happen, but if that was my, um, that was my survival gear. <laughs> So on that on Mount Baldy, when we were going to train, everyone knew that I was a little bit slower. So Kathy Anderson had said, well, let's have you lead. Mm -hmm. And the pressure to lead because I'm slow, I needed to go faster. And I tried to go faster and it wasn't quite possible for me physically. And I needed to fall behind, but they were pushing me to go. They thought that was the answer. But I just broke down in tears. I just mm -hmm. lost it. But the whole thing was uh, quite a few people that were irritated at going slow grew a heart for me. They were forced to. And also, I was um, met with something that I couldn't control. I needed to accept who I was and how I was approaching this challenge as myself with my own physical capabilities. So um, I am a social person. I like to be with people. And I always thought, well, even if I don't like this hike, I get to talk to people. 
Um, being the slowest hiker, I didn't get to talk to many people because I was always in the back trying to catch up. But the person I did get to walk with the most was the Lord because he was the only one with me. <laughs> I would say through uh, that's my challenge was to um, grow physically, mentally, but, um, and I did get stronger. I got stronger and I could keep up. And that was one of the toughest days, um, Mount Baldy. That was a tough hike. And then um, probably four months later, we went back and I conquered Mount Baldy and I, I didn't shed a tear. <laughs> the growth, there was growth there. Um, and it's and the Freedom Challenge sisters coming around you, um, finding who is. I had a, a a friend Christine that we hiked together, and she liked to just follow my heels, which was mm -hmm. such a comfort to me because I always felt I was behind and that I wasn't fast enough. And she was my sweet friend that said, "You're good just as you are, and you're leading me, and I need you." <laughs> I just want to bring attention to a few things I've heard us say, just remembering the why. Um, just want to shout that out to all of our listeners. Um, staying vulnerable and honest. And both of you have done that in such a beautiful way today. And even um, just sharing kind of the the parts of, you know, Raylene, I remember all these hikes. This was even pre your actual transformation that we're talking about. So there's such a connectedness to all of this work that God's doing in us. And um, and then sharing your story like you are doing right now. I mean, people get really locked up in shame in their stories of physical health, exercise, weight, and they just kind of hold on to it. So there's something that happens when we just kind of open our mouth and start talking about it. And I love this idea of lots of self-compassion and keeping our mindsets open. So ladies, you have you have brought a, a whole treasure trove of beautiful thoughts. Um, it wouldn't be a good ending without me saying to you again, Raylene, and of course you, Martha, absolutely there's pressure for an invite to Mount Kilimanjaro in 2022. <laughs> that is our 10-year golden um, just our 10-year anniversary of um, the founding and the beginning of the Freedom Challenge. So, hey, every month I'm going to keep tapping you until you tell me no. <laughs> it could just very much be the challenge that's waiting your next um, your next yes. So, um, I just want to say thank you, ladies. Thank you for spending this time with me on the podcast. Um, for those of you who um, want to know more about these two ladies, um, we're going to put their Instagrams, and I think they both do, specifically Raylene. She's got some um, business endeavors that she did. You can check her out and see what she does. And um, God bless you. I'm so thankful you're with me here yeah, today. Thank you. Yeah. And everyone else, thanks for joining today. And you know the drill. Until next time, continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.